At Highland, we're all about celebrating little wins and little ways to innovate digital processes. There's no customer pain point too small for us to help with. Maybe that's why more than half of the Fortune 100 looks to Highland to connect their content and data, improve processes, and turn little efficiencies into big wins for their customers and clients. Highland, intelligent content solutions for innovators everywhere at highland.com. Ah, Portugal. There's so much to do, but so little I feel like I have to do when we are here. Talk about a foreign feeling. When we are back from vacation, let's make sure we are still on track with our investment plans. You know, just in case we want to retire here. With Vanguard advice, no matter what your retirement goals are, we can help you get there. That's the value of ownership. Visit Vanguard.com and explore Vanguard advice. All investing is subject to risk. Fund shareholders own the funds that own Vanguard. Services are provided by Vanguard Advisors, Inc., a registered investment advisor. Hello, movie lovers, and welcome to the show. For today's podcast, we'll be talking about Uncut Gems' movie stars Adam Sandler. I didn't get around to seeing this last year, so I went on ahead, rented it on Redbox, and decided to go ahead and make a review of this. Then I'm going to be dropping down to Borg versus McEnroe. If you do not know what Borg versus McEnroe is, it's actually a movie that stars Shia LaBeouf. It's based off a true story. It's about two tennis players that are are in this championship game that's competing against each other and it takes place in the 1980s whenever this tournament winded up happening and a matter of fact it happens every single year whenever they do their tennis championships but anyways i'm gonna be talking about that this movie also stars Shia LaBeouf and also Severe Gundinson I believe that's how you actually pronounce his name but let's go on ahead and talk about Uncut Gems for a minute so Uncut Gems like I said stars Adam Sandler, then you also have Kevin Garnett that's in it. If you don't know who Kevin Garnett is, he's actually a basketball player that plays for the Boston Celtics, go Celtics. And, you know, what I have to say is is this. I really enjoyed watching Adam Sandler do something more dramatic versus something that he's been doing over and over again, which is playing comedies that just does not work out for him. And a matter of fact, I've been wanting him to play in something more dramatic before because I like him as an actor. I've been wanting him to make a comeback for a very, very long time. And whenever I saw, heard that he was going to be doing a another dra- dramatic role or something to that effect with Uncut Gems, I, I, I was actually gravitated towards that because of the fact that I loved him in Spanglish. Spanglish is a good movie when you're looking for a good comedy and some drama into that movie. He does a fantastic job with that movie. And then Drain Over Me, which is based off of the events that happened after 9-11. And he is actually suffering from a guy that actually has PTSD, who's depressed all the time. And also, too, the loss of his family. So he's a very depressed character in that movie for Rain Over Me. And I thought he did a fantastic job with that movie. But Uncut Gems is about this guy who's a two-bit hustler, if you think about it, who winds, who is a jeweler. And basically what he does is he goes on ahead, he hustles off of everybody that he sees. And what I mean by that is he goes on ahead, someone pawns something or whatever in his shop or does some type of trade with him. He'll go on ahead, go to another shop, get some money and pawn that over there and get some more money. And he also owns 
a couple of gangsters or some people, some powerful people, some money. And it seems like everything that he wants to do is going wrong for this guy. Like, for instance, when you think that he's about to shine, when you think he's about to actually get ahead of everything to where he can actually pay them pay them off, he winds up doing something else a lot more crazier. And then, by crazier, I mean he places bets, he hustles off of other people, then his own anxieties ends up coming into effect as well, where, you know, this movie actually does slow down in certain spots, but when I mean by his own anxieties and everything, you can actually feel it in the film on the fast pacing of the film because of the uh, fast scenes and everything else, too. Because this guy, he's just a fast talker. He knows how to hustle people. He knows how to actually get stuff done to the point where he's going to be getting more money from other people. And then, of course, the people that he's actually owing money to and everything finds out that he has money all along or whatever. And then they want to go on ahead and try and kill him, or they try to do something more humiliating to him. And this movie's just all over the place, and I don't mean as all over the place as isn't a bad thing. It's just that there's a lot of stuff that they gave Adam Sandler to do. And I have to say, he's really good with his dramatic chops in this movie. Is it worth the Oscar buzz? It is worth the Oscar buzz for him to actually get nominated, but there's just other movies during that time, that actually beat him out of it. It's just like being in the World Series where you have two good teams, and it's just that one of those teams outshined another team, so that per team got in that place. And that's exactly what happened with Adam Sandler's Uncut Gems movie, is the fact that there were just other movies in its place that outshined Uncut Gems. And I'll even own up to the fact that this movie is not an Oscar-nominated type of movie, but it's just good to see him in some type of dramatic roles Instead of him doing the same rehash thing with the same jokes over and over again. Not only that, but you also are root is rooting for this guy and everything too. Because you want him to come out on top, like I mentioned. You want him to actually succeed. And it's just like that Will Smith movie, The Pursuit of Happiness. It seems like every single time when you think that he's about to break even. Every single time that you think that he's actually going to come out on top. Something bad winds up happening to him. And then sometimes it's his own doing, though, too, because he places bets when he's not supposed to be placing bets. When you think he's going to do something to where he can actually get pay off these other guys. And then not only that, but he also owes other people besides those other people that wants to kill him and everything, too. So you have pretty much maybe a half of a city block that he actually owes money to. And every single time when he does, he always makes up type of some, some type of random excuse. He goes, okay, well, let me go on ahead and talk to this guy or that guy. And then, you know, he winds up making another hustle. But another thing, too, this is why it's called Uncut Gems, is the fact that he ends up going into another country or gets another country to send in this pu this diamond. And this diamond is a rare artifact that hasn't been seen in the United States or anything like that. He knows he can make money off of it, which is over probably a half a million dollars. And Kevin Garnett, the Celtics basketball player, is attached to this thing to where he wants to buy this thing from Adam Sandler. And, you know, Adam Sandler winds up telling him, no, it's not for sale. And it just goes off the hook after that. But this movie is really good. It does a great deal of a good job at cutting its dramatic moments and also slowing itself down. But I don't mean slowing itself down in a bad way. Because it does need to actually have some slow moments into it. Like, for instance, when you're seeing him with his family... There is some slow moments whenever he spends time with his family and his ex-wife and everything to where, you know, he has to be with them. 
And then he breaks away from that, and then he goes into his new girlfriend and everything, too. And I, I have to say, I mean, this movie does wind up doing a great job at doing everything right. And then you also have, when you're out on the streets, when you're out in the bars and everything, you're hearing several different conversations at one time. And the mixing for that is just amazing, because you don't actually see that in a lot of movies where the mixing is that great to where you can actually hear what the characters are actually saying while other characters or the background or the extras are actually talking over those actors. But it feels so real. It feels like there's a little bit of touch of realism, like this is actually based off a true story when it's actually not based off of a true story, if that actually makes any sense. But Adam Sandler does, does, does deliver in this movie. He does do a great job. And I recommend anybody checking this movie out on Redbox because that's where I've watched it at. Because I've been wanting to see this movie since last year. And to know that this movie was out on Redbox, I just had to go out there and rent this movie. And like I said, if you're looking for an Adam Sandler movie that's actually worth watching. And also too that will actually hold your attention all the way through this movie. Check out Uncut Gems because he does such a good job at dramatic roles. And that's why I wanted to see this movie. So check that out. My next movie review is going to be Borg versus McEnroe. This is actually about John McEnroe taking on Borg. And I'm not even going to get into his first name or anything like that. So basically, you have two different style players that are playing tennis. And it's in a championship match. And it takes place in Switzerland, I believe. And this is actually based on a true story. And Charlotte Buff does a real good job at playing John McEnroe. As a matter of fact, you can even relate to the fact that he was like this, like John McEnroe back when he was in his early 20s because of the fact of the things that he did. As a matter of fact, I wasn't even one of those people that called him Shiloh a douche uh, and everything too because of the fact of what, he's, what he did in his past. But there's no doubt in my mind that this guy is a great actor when it comes down to his screen time, especially whenever you look at the Peanut Butter Falcon that he did, and then he also did Honey Boy, which is actually a good movie. If you haven't seen that movie, that movie's out on Prime right now, and it's a good movie. I'm probably going to review that movie probably tomorrow, but, you know, when you're looking at this John McEnroe and Borg movie, you want to actually see the beef between the two of them. You want to see the different styles of one player uh, plays off the other player, and this movie does deliver that. Like, for instance, you have you have Borg, who's pretty much like Drago from Rocky. Because that's what it actually feels like. It feels like Drago's taking on Rocky, but in a tennis match. And here's the thing. I'm not a big tennis fan at all. As a matter of fact, I don't even know the rules or regulations into a tennis game, per se, or anything like that either. But what made me want to watch this is the fact that Shia LaBeouf, is a great actor when it comes to dramatics and everything else. And I was like, you know what? I think I'm going to go out of my comfort zone and watch something that's different. And Shia LaBeouf does a fantastic job at playing John McEnroe. John McEnroe has always been a douchebag on the tennis court, even off the tennis courts as well. And Shia LaBeouf does deliver that John McEnroe kind of feel to it. But the level of different playing styles, this is what I want to get back at, is this. Like I said, pretty much Borg is this... Uh, German German player, uh, but he's really from Switzerland. So let me go on ahead and say that. And you know he's famous over there. He's got all the girls. He's got everybody rooting for him. He's the good guy of the tennis court. And then you have on the other side, 
of the tennis court, John McEnroe, who's the bad boy. Who nobody wants him. Nobody's going for him. They're all rooting against him pretty much because he's a short-tempered person. But he uses his temper as a way to actually play his sport. Versus Borg. Borg is pro is one of those characters, one of those guys that is calm and collect through his whole entire tennis match. Because if he doesn't, he winds up going off the rails like Charlotte LaBeouf does, which is John McEnroe does. He he had actually hurt himself with his whole entire career when you look at it. Because even when as a kid, playing in tennis and everything too, his own coach told him, hey, you need to settle down and calm yourself down or else you're going to be losing this match. And don't think about winning. Think about scoring each point, one point at a time. And so there's all this superstition that this char- this board character does. He has to have the room temperature set to a certain t- uh, temperature. He also has to check his pulse. It also He also checks the tennis rackets. He also has to rent the same car that he had back whenever he was younger and everything, whenever he first started out on the tennis uh, field. And then he also has other superstitions as well. But the guy who plays him is just phenomenal. And the guy who plays his coach is uh, played by Skarsgård. I forgot his first name. But everything just works. Everything is just perfectly well balanced. And matter of fact, I have to say, if if this guy was actually, the actor was actually playing against somebody on the tennis court, I would actually believe that he was actually bored because of the way that he was actually serving the ball, the way he was actually carrying himself in the movie. And everything versus Shia LaBeouf. Shia LaBeouf, you can actually tell that there's a body double there, and they also split away a little bit too from whenever he serves the ball and stuff like that, because you can actually tell that he's not the strongest tennis player or anything like that when it comes down to the acting ability or anything. But it does deliver. It does do a very good job at setting everything up. As I mentioned, this is like Drago versus Rocky, and of course. Everybody's expecting John McEnroe to do his John McEnroe thing, which is explode out on the tennis court and everything too. And he's also playing at a different level than what he normally plays at on that level. And you also have the Terminator, Drago, that's actually all he cares about is just doing one point at a time, one point at a time. But what I was thinking that Shia LaBeouf's character was going to do, John McEnroe's character was going to do, was this. Get him mad enough to where he actually explodes on the field to where he can actually win the tournament. And of course, I didn't know anything about the tournament or anything like that. I didn't know the outcome of the tournament on who would win out of this whole entire thing. But because of that mystery element, because of the fact I didn't research what happened with this tournament or anything like that, made it all that more interesting for me to watch. Then they also go into a sudden death thing. They actually explain the rules in a tennis movie, what sudden death is. And here's the thing. I don't know anything about tennis or anything, but I found out what sudden death is and the rules of tennis. And like I said, this is outside of my element to actually watch. But what made me care about this movie was the chemistry between Borg and Shia LaBeouf, but they showed more a Borg story rather than John McEnroe's story, which I would love for it to be on both sides, not just on one side, but for what they did, for what they set up was really good, and then also too, after this whole entire thing's over with, my favorite part in this movie is the fact that, you know, they become friends and everything too in real life, 
And that was something that I really have to say that I enjoyed. Whereas kind of like when you think about it is, is the fact that it reminds me of the Karate Kid. Because after the whole entire beef between Johnny and Daniel, Johnny gave him a little nod at the end of the Karate Kid. No, you're okay, Russo. You're okay with me. This beef is over with and everything. It's no longer, you're not going to have a problem with me. And that's what I got out of that whole entire situation with John McEnroe on board. And I'm not going to say who won the tournament or anything like that, but this movie is really good. I just wish I would have been able to see this movie. It's a small independent movie. It really didn't do much at the box office, I don't think. Not only that, but... It also, it was also one of those movies that probably came underneath everybody else's radar. And also, too, I wish that they would have actually put some some comedy into the movie in, in itself. Because I thought it took itself a little too serious. Don't get me wrong. I know that tennis is serious and stuff like that. I know that the sport is a lot harder to play than football or anything like that. But I wanted to see a little bit more chemistry. I wanted to see a little bit more of the John McEnroe thing, especially when they're going into parties and stuff like that. You see boy going to parties, you see girls chasing after him. I wanted to see a lot more of that with John McEnroe's character where he's seeing different girls he's seen, and stuff like that too. Yeah, you get to see a little bit of the party scene, but I wanted to see a little bit more comedy. I wanted to see a little bit of smack talk between the two of them. I wanted to see Shia LaBeouf bring in some comedy aspects to it to give it some common ground a little bit to where people can actually gravitate gravitate to those characters. But other than that, though, it's a solid film. I really enjoyed Borg versus McEnroe. And like I said before, this movie is one of those movies that I wasn't expecting to probably enjoy because I because let's just face it, tennis is not my forte. I like hockey, basketball, UFC, and football and baseball. Those are the only things that I like. I don't like golf and I don't like tennis, but here I am watching a sports movie based on tennis. So there you go. So check that out whenever you can. You can actually check that out on Hulu, I believe, or Prime. I can't remember which one I actually streamed it on. But you can take a look at that whenever you have time. But that's pretty much all the time I have for right now. I know this is kind of short, but I just wanted to get under my belt at least two movie reviews for you guys to actually check out since everybody's going through this tough time with this coronavirus and, you know, everybody is just looking for stuff to watch. So that's why I decided to go ahead and do these reviews and everything too because, number one, I did miss out on Uncut Gems and then once I saw that McEnroe movie was actually on Hulu or Amazon Prime, I was like, you know what, maybe somebody might actually appreciate the fact that I'm, uh, that I'm doing these reviews because they're being quarantined in with their kids or their families or whatever, and they might want to watch a movie or something. So, you know, just stay safe. I know this thing's a pain in the ass and everything when it comes down to um, this virus and stuff like that. I know it's a bad thing. And you know what, I'm sorry that for everybody that's actually being laid off right now. And uh, I hope that we can get back to the where we were before before this whole entire epidemic actually happened. But, you know, we're just going to have to take it one day at a time. And don't be, and here's another thing, don't be douchebags to the people that are actually the, grocer, the grocers or anything like that. Be nice to them. And also, too, if you see somebody that's outside in the store and they're afraid to go in, especially elderly people, give them a hand. Buy them a loaf of bread. Do something positive. And everything. Because we're all in this together. 
And we, the more that we wind up doing something more for somebody else, the more light that we can actually bring into it for us, too. It makes us feel good that we are actually helping somebody else. So that's all the time that I have for right now. And I hope that you did enjoy my two reviews for Uncut Gems and then, of course, for McEnroe. Uh, Borg versus McEnroe. I'm going to have some more reviews later on, but until next time, bye-bye. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.